You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome to the Let's Be Honest Podcast, Episode 17. I'm your host, Frank Styles, and we are live in the Styles Ball Studios today. And Episode 17, we're going to be discussing freedom of speech, fact or fiction. I got my man, Juan. He is getting set to join us here in a few moments. But before we get into this episode, we want to thank everyone that has been supporting this podcast for this year, and thank you for all of your feedback. Be sure to check out BossRadioStation.com where you can catch all the episodes of the podcast. If you want help um, starting your own podcast or interested in getting into our network, feel free to contact me directly at FrankStyles at BossRadioStation.com. This past uh, week after the midterm elections, um, as you know, the House was lost to the Republicans by the Democrats, and they lost um, you know, really, really big. Um, the Senate was kept by, was kept by the Republicans. So the Republicans keep control of the Senate and then the, um, the Democrats get control of the house. But there was a, a few things that made us want to discuss this topic that have actually happened since then. Donald Trump was in a testy exchange with Jim Acosta from CNN, whom he has said on numerous occasions, um, given this, this reporter, uh, this Washington reporter and White House reporter problems has referred to CNN as fake news. And as you know, Donald Trump very seldom does. Um, he very seldom does press conferences. So whenever you have someone like a Donald Trump ready to do a press conference, you want to ask the tough questions, especially based on the fact of you don't know when you're going to be able to ask questions directly of him. So there was a testy exchange that had happened between the two and after this exchange, I think it was two days later, Donald Trump and the White House basically banned um, Mr. Acosta from and took his press credentials from being allowed back in the White House. So we, before we get into our topic, I wanted you guys to listen to this quick clip, courtesy of CNN. Tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if Let's you don't go. mind, Let's Mr. President, Come on. that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. I appreciate it. Why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, not to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your, you campaign, wait, ha- your campaign... Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. 
And uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may uh, ask Peter, one other ahead. question, are you worried? That's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Mr. President, that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other question, if I may ask, on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CS should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, his I'm not a big fan of yours either. So I understand. Know, to be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You repeatedly you said. Aren't, you aren't the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly, over the course okay, of. Okay, just sit down, please. Well, when you when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Mr. President, over the course, over the course of the last several days of the campaign, sir, sir, at the end of the campaign, you repeatedly said need to fear Democrats. You said Democrats would unleash a wave of violent crime that endangers families everywhere. Why are you because pitting very Americans? Weak on crime. Why are you me. pitting Americans Peter, against one another, sir? Peter, what are you trying to be him? No, Peter, I'm just let asking me just, question. Let me just tell you. Very simple. Because they're very weak on crime because they have often suggested members and people within the Democrat Party at a high level have suggested getting rid of ICE, getting rid of law enforcement. That's not going to happen, okay? We want to be strong on the borders. We want to be strong on law enforcement. And I want to, I want to cherish ICE because ICE does a fantastic job. So the, the, what they do for us is so, really, it's so unrecognized how good a job they do. So we want to take care of them, and we want to hold them very close because they do a good job. But the question, okay, to be yeah, clear, the, to be clear, though, the question is: Thank you very is, much. Why sit, are you sit down? But Peter. the question, but you didn't answer my question. Just very simply, the question is: Why are you pitting Americans against one another, sir? I'm not. Is that how you view no, I'm not. citizens well, of look, this country? I'll tell you what: We won a lot of elections last night. We did very well last night. And but in many ways, I think it's, it's going to have. I think it's going to have a very positive impact. Uh, I watched NBC this morning. They didn't report it exactly correctly, but that's, you know, very, very, that's the fact with NBC. Nothing I can do about that. But I want this country to have protection. I want security in our country. I want security, Peter. I mean, you maybe don't think it's so important. And I think when you don't have it, you are indeed unleashing crime. I feel that. Go you ahead. said you would sign an executive order Go on ahead. birthright citizenship. Are you still going to sign the executive order on birth, birthright you'll citizenship answer, You'll this ask week? me that question a little bit later. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Chair. Thank you, Mr. President. The investigation by the special counsel, Robert Mueller, has been going on since last spring. It's been uh, over it's your been a head. long time. Yeah, it's been over your head, over Republicans' head during the midterms as well. Is this an opportunity for you, Mr. President, to end that investigation? Would you consider uh, removing Mr. Mueller from his position? I could have ended it any time I wanted. I didn't. And there was no collusion. There was no anything. I didn't. Uh, they went after hackers in Moscow. I don't know about that. They went after people. Uh, with uh, tax problems from years ago. They went after people with uh, loans and other things. It had nothing to do with my campaign. 
this is a investigation where many, many millions of dollars has been spent, and there's no collusion. It was supposed to be on collusion. There's no collusion. And I think it's I think it's very bad for our country, I will tell you. I think it's a shame. And a poll came out today, by the way, from NBC, or at least I saw it on NBC, where a majority of the people with the Mueller investigation, or it wasn't approved, they have approval and disapproval, and it had a, a much higher disapproval. Uh, it should end, because it's very bad for our country. So if it's, it's, it's bad... I, and I'm not just talking about the tremendous expense. And the other thing is, they should look at the other side also. They only look at one side. They're not looking at all of the things that came up during the investigation. They don't do that. They should also get people that can be fair, not 13 or 14 or 17. I call them the angry Democrats. They are angry people. And it's a very unfair thing for this country. It's a very, very — forget about unfair to me. It's very bad for our country. Okay. So, Mr. President, if yeah. it's un Go ahead. Mr. No, President, no, no. just wait please. this moment. If it's you just have to sit down, please. Sit down. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I'll give you voter suppression. Take a look at the CNN polls. How inaccurate they were. That's called voter suppression. Go Thank ahead, please. You. Thank you, Mr. Uh, I'm not. I'm not responding. I'm responding to. Excuse, gentlemen. Would you please sit down? Would, excuse me. Excuse me. Would you please sit down? Please go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Now that the uh, now that the House of Representatives Very hostile, has uh, it's such a hostile media. It's so sad. You ask me about no. You rudely interrupted him. You rudely interrupted him. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Do your demands remain to sa the same to the United States Congress on uh, immigration in exchange for a DACA fix? In exchange for an amnesty for 1.7 million, are you willing to change any of those demands that you gave to Congress earlier? I think we could really do something having to do with DACA. And what really happened with DACA, we could have done some pretty good work on DACA, but a judge ruled that DACA was okay. Had the judge not ruled that way, I think we would have made a deal. Once the judge ruled that way, the Democrats didn't want to talk anymore. So it'll see, we'll see how it works out at the Supreme Court. Okay, so that was the clip of uh, President Donald Trump and Jim Acosta. Um, and you heard some clips uh, that was right after the midterm election. And uh, Juan has joined us. He is in the Styles Ball Studios with us. What's going on, Juan? What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Um, looks like the Democrats have taken over the House, and the Republicans kept the Senate. Uh, for those of our listeners who may have been on Iraq, we're just referring to the midterms. I hope everyone got out there and voted the way they were supposed to, no matter regardless of party affiliation. Um, but what we're talking about today, people, are just uh, the recent – um, um, situation with Donald Trump and Jim Acosta, who is the White House correspondent for CNN. Basically, him and Trump got into a a little testy situation where there were some questions asked that Trump clearly did not want to answer, uh, as you heard in that clip. But after this whole situation occurred, Trump then, I think it was either the next day or the day after, revoked Jim Acosta's press pass to the White House, meaning he can no longer come to the White House um, to conduct any type of interviews. And so from there, CNN had filed a lawsuit last week uh, against the White House and named Donald Trump, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the Secret Service agent uh, that took away the pass, saying that this was a violation of, their, of uh, Mr. Acosta's 
uh, rights and right to freedom of speech. So today's episode on episode 17 is freedom of speech, fact or fiction. And we're going to get in some different scenarios regarding all of this um, because, you know, Juan and I have talked about it on previous podcasts where people are offended by a lot of things that are said, some things that are just out in front of them. People get offended about the littlest thing. So we want to talk about it. Is freedom of speech a true thing? So one, in hearing that particular uh, that interview, and I'm just gonna say it, man. Trump is a savage, bro. He was. Yeah, I, I, he was <laughs> I was. Cra- I was cracking up, man. I was cracking up. Um, I was cracking up. Really, I started cracking up on the second reporter that stood up that said, "Well, I know Jim Acosta. He works his butt off in the field, and he he says he says, oh, well, I don't I don't think you're that good either." <laughs> And then he said, what are you trying to be like him? <laughs> he was, Dude, he's a savage, man. What were your thoughts just in the direction of the questioning? And, and do you think Acosta was wrong? Did you, if, if you are a White House reporter, I'm going to give you both scenarios. If you're a White House reporter in his situation, do you feel like you would have done something wrong? You were doing something wrong by asking the tough questions? Or do you feel like you were doing your job? Um, the way I, 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 uh, I took it was that he was, trying to question but even the beginning of the asking of the question he said that he wanted to challenge him so he was not necessarily asking a question but he was more or less putting forth an agenda that he had already set up in his mind mm-hmm. and so when it started getting heated and more heated trump was like okay you had your time you said what you need to say it's time to move on give the mic to someone else mm-hmm. but that's when the problem comes in because trump sent the girls to get the microphone and general cost didn't want to let it go okay but don't you think? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What, what what I was going to say was, but don't you think for a president that doesn't do a lot of press conferences, um, especially coming off of the midterms, especially the thing with the immigration going on, with so much going on with this administration, don't you feel that if if you're a very good reporter, such as Acosta is, he's been um, the White House beat reporter, if you will, or the correspondent for the White House for a while through with CNN, you know, you don't get those type of credentials easily. Don't you think that you have to ask those tough questions, even if there is an agenda that was set out there? Because I found the question that he asked very interesting. The question was, what do you think about the, the whole immigration and the, 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 the band of people that were coming towards the border? He referred to them during the election, uh, while b- before the election started, as um, – I forgot the word, the, the term that was used exactly. An but, invasion. Yeah, as an invasion. That's what Acosta said. Uh, as an invasion, an invasion. Do you feel? Do you still feel that it is an invasion? But you know what? Now that I'm saying that, I remember Trump did answer the question. He said, "That's my opinion. That is my opinion of saying that, you know, this is an invasion." But I would still say, don't you think, in this particular situation, though, that you want to ask those tough questions because this is a president who doesn't do a lot of press conferences in front of the, uh, you know, in front of like your CNNs and your your normal. Your, your, your big uh, media correspondence. You know, he's always going to do something for Fox News because Fox News typically is on his side. So don't you think that that is an opportunity that you got to seize at that very moment when you want to try to get those questions asked? Yeah, but if you answer the question and explain that this is your opinion of an invasion, then what else is there to say? Because hmm. if you go by the definition of an invasion, he's technically right. An invasion is not always somebody with a gun trying to... Uh, invade your borders is just a mass group of people that's coming into your land mm-hmm. simple as that so technically that is an invasion yeah but then he 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 
he rebuttaled that with that's not the images that you were showing during your um before the election remember he mentioned the fact that you showed images of people climbing over walls and 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 all these other things and uh i think trump said something to the fact of well that it, he said they weren't <laughs> again he's a savage he said they weren't actors you know he said that that exactly that, that was live footage that was not somebody pretending to do something that was actual footage that was going on mm -hmm. so what else can he say right so so in your opinion in your opinion uh, after he answered the question Acosta should have just been done with that whole situation right yeah because what else can you do with it right he said his case he stated his opinion so what else can you do with it okay. just keep going back and forth well this is invasion this is not invasion this is, how long is that going to last okay um, one part of the clip that we did not capture as courtesy of CNN was the one where the um, young black um, reporter from PBS asked him a question um, regarding uh, race. Um, and, and, and he, she asked the question of, and, and you probably heard this one, where she, he, she, he referred to himself, he said, Mr. President, you refer to yourself as a nationalist. Was that mm -hmm. sort of being on code, speaking to the white nationalists? Because a lot of people are saying that Donald Trump was speaking in code to his base, which we know some of his base is racist um, white nationalists. And then he responded by saying that she asked him a that was a racist question, which I find kind of ironic coming from him. But what were your thoughts when when she when she asked that question? Because I don't think she did anything wrong. I think it was a, a perfectly good question to ask. And. She wasn't asking anything about the midterm elections uh, coming off of that loss of the House. You know what I mean? So, um, what, what, I mean, just what were your thoughts on that? Well, that clip I have not seen, so I okay. can't really can't respond on that one. That, but as far as being a nationalist, um, when I looked up the definition for that, that means two things. One, a person that is proud of their country, and then it also means a person that believes that their race or heritage or whatever should be in control of a nation. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on which one he's talking about. Right. So I think that was her point because there are two definitions to that meaning, right? Um, right. Uh, if he's speaking in code to his base, the racist, uh, the racist base uh, that, that like him, then he is speaking in code saying, I'm, I am for my heritage, I am for my ethnicity and my race. Um, if he's not speaking in code, why not say, well, no, what I meant by that, it was, I'm proud to be, you know, I'm proud to be an American, America first, which is what I've always said since I, you know, since I started running, since I've gotten to this office, America first, yada, yada, yada. Um, but what, what it, what it looks like to me was I felt like it was, he felt guilty, um, because she was sort of asking him about a question. Um, and I think, and this is just me guessing, of course, I don't know what his thoughts are, but just based on the way that he has been with answering his questions that maybe he was speaking to his base. And that's why he got a little testy, um, around, you know, about that question. Um, so I, I don't know. As far as, as Trump has been in office running and everything, he's always been America first, mm -hmm. uh, getting jobs, doing all these type of things, which is not necessarily having anything to do with his race. It's just that I want to be Amer want America to be the best that it can be. Right. And I agree which, with that. I, I can agree with that. The whole, Make America great again, right? Campaign. Right. Not necessarily let make America white again. We just get our taxes back in line, get our morals back in line. All these different other kind of stuff that might run with it. Mm -hmm. But Juan, do you understand that though? Based on how he has, how he has 
presented himself to the American people, um, all the way from the Charlottesville situation to not denying David Duke, acting as if he didn't know who David Duke was, and all these other things, why a question like that would come up? Yeah, because 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 he could answer the question the same way that you just answered it, but he didn't. He chose mm-hmm. not to. He jumped down this young lady's throat, and from understanding, um, uh, she is a, a very very good reporter. Never had any instances of of you know any Acosta incidents. You know Acosta has had situations since Trump at, at his campaigns during his rallies and stuff. You know Trump refers to CNN as fake news. But um, I think that he could have answered the question, and and usually, you know, they say a guilty dog will bark. Usually, um, I think yeah. that I think that question put forth a little nerve. You know what I mean? Because it might partially be true. Because he could have answered the question to your point the same way you answered it. Well, you know, it depends on how you're taking it. As a nationalist, what I mean is, as a nationalist, I'm for our country. I'm for America first. Everything that I ran on, and and this is this is the agenda of this administration. You know, he could have answered that, but he said, that's a racist question. I can't believe you asked that question. I mean, he went on and on and on. So make sure when you get an opportunity to um, check out that specific clip where she asked the question. And when you look at his history, when he does has the when he does have these uh, pre- presidential bref- um, uh, briefings, sorry, I can't speak today, mm-hmm. these presidential briefings, anytime a female African-American reporter asks him a question, or I'm sorry, I said African-American black reporter asks him a question, he gets kind of testy with with them. Um, there was an exchange with the other reporter that he had some issues with, who's also black. I can't think of her name, but she's been a longtime correspondent at the White House as well. And um, you know, in in his defense, because I don't want everybody to think that I'm 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 uh, you know I'm ranting against him because I'm not. In his defense, she did uh, try to jump in into a question before he called because he didn't even call on her you know what I mean he was she was just just, and they all do it but she was just in the forefront interrupting him trying to answer a question so um I certainly understand that which which brings up to you know what we're talking about today freedom of speech because two days after that they took his press credentials away from him uh the White House took Jim Acosta's presidential press um credentials away and he was banned yeah banned from the White House um, CNN then filed a suit the following week to um, suing President Trump, naming him, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, the Secret Service agent who took the credentials, who was uh, known as, uh, I think he was just known as unknown, obviously for security reasons. Um, and then um, I think the court heard it on Wednesday. They made a ruling on Thursday, if I'm correct. And they uh, ruled, uh, and this is a Trump appointed a judge ruled that mm-hmm. the that they had to temporarily give back his credentials to the White House. Now CNN filed this suit indicating that freedom of the press was violated because the president should not be able to pick and choose whom he wants to ask him questions. So that's what that's what made me um, think about this topic. Is there truly something freedom? Is, is freedom of speech really true? Is it fact or is it fiction? Because if it's if it's fact, then Jim Acosta has every right to answer questions. But also, if it's fact, the president, as the president of the United States, also has the right not to answer any questions that are offered up to him. So I'm trying to better understand, um, you know, freedom of speech. 
because to me, I get it. The president should not be allowed to have those that are always praising him the only ones allowed to ask him questions, such as, like, for example, Fox News. You always see him on an interview with Fox News. Very rarely you will see him on a, on one of the other uh, networks, like an ABC or an NBC. And when he does do an interview with one of them, I'll give you an example. He did an interview with 60 Minutes um, a couple of months back on, on um, CBS. And that specific interview, he, he always has conflict and testiness with whoever's interviewing him. So what is your opinion exactly on freedom of speech, Juan? And do you think he has the right to say, I don't like your questions, I don't want to deal with you, so you're banned from the White House? Uh, If that's the case, no, he does not have that right to just ban someone because he doesn't like the questions that is being posed to him. But if it's because of a person's behavior or lack of, of decency, then that's when the line should be drawn. Mm-hmm. Just because you ask me something and I get kind of heated about what you ask me does not give you the right to ban me from asking you any questions. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what the whole conflict is, is that they were judging on the question when was it actually the question being asked that caused him to lose his press credentials. Right. I mean, it was a, it was a perfectly legitimate question. Um, exactly. Perfectly legitimate question. Now, keep in mind, here's the deal. I think the situation here as well was if if that judge had not ruled in CNN's favor, it could have went. They could have took it a step further, obviously, um, and appealed the ruling. But if you look at the history of Trump and Acosta, they could say that Trump has attacked him numerous times. He's picked on him um, at his rallies when he was covering his rallies when he was running, referring to CNN as fake news. What I find ironic is he. I understand now, I understand why they won't allow him to answer questions verbally um, with the whole Russia investigation going on, because he can't control himself. Um, and, and let me give you an example of that. In the clip, when you hear the clip, you, you, you've heard him in the past say this as well. CNN is fake news. CNN is this. You right. don't report. They're an enemy of the people. That's what, he, that's what he has said. Well, that's fine if that's your opinion. But then when Acosta tried to ask him in a question, and he didn't back down from him because Trump was more or less being very, you know, at times very, very brash, just saying, sit down, sit down, you know, like he was a child referring to Acosta. He said, I can't believe, you know, that CNN lets you, you know, you, you shouldn't work for CNN. So him saying you shouldn't work for CNN is like CNN's almost, you know, you're almost saying that CNN is a, is a good company. You're not worthy of working for CNN. But at the same time, you're saying CNN is fake news. So I don't know which one it is. For him, that's what I took from it. But you that is a part of that job, especially for a president that does not do press conferences. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to uh, you have to ask those tough questions because you don't know when you're going to see this guy again. You don't know who's going to be there. So it was just interesting to me um, to see him respond that way. I think he could have conducted himself a little bit better. Um, the job of the press is to ask the tough questions that someone else may not ask you. And here's the deal. I've always said this. I've always felt that Donald Trump has brought a lot of this media spin that he says about fake news and things like that upon himself. When you come out and attack the media over and over again, regardless of how you may feel about them, they're going to continuously bash you all the time. And that's exactly what Uh CNN does. Now, I think they overdo it. 
You know what I mean? I, I definitely think they overdo it. Every time you turn on the news, and I've said this before, you can find a CNN um, talking about Donald Trump, everything that he does. So I think he's right in that regard. But I can also say that every time I turn on the news on Fox News, they're always praising him. Very seldom you see them saying anything negative about him. So I don't know, because uh, just with this whole immigration invasion thing, mm-hmm. um, Shepard Smith was saying what, it was fake. It wasn't real. So that's the instance when Fox News is not reporting what's actually happening. Are you talking about the uh, – oh, they refer to the – see, I don't watch Fox News. So, But you, they refer to you as the uh, the immigration thing. They said the invasion part. They said that it was fake. Yeah, it was nothing to worry about. Okay. The same way that CNN was reporting it, they were reporting it the same way. The same way. Okay. Um, yep. I know they defended Acosta. I know that they said that he had every right to ask the questions of the president and that he should not have been banned from uh, the White House for asking a question. You know what I mean? Even if you get into a, a testy situation um, and, and the president doesn't like what's being asked, you don't have the right to ban him. Um, they had even went as far in the beginning to say that Acosta had put his hands on the intern that was trying to take the microphone away, and then they you know, they backed off of that a little bit because I think they kept slowing up. They kept showing the video to show that he held the microphone closer to his chest area and he was telling the young lady he's like excuse me young lady you know what i mean like when she was trying to take the mic so um i don't know yeah but even with that right there you can't hold the mic it's not your mic the mic belongs <laughs> to the white house so how can you debo somebody else's microphone if right. they say okay i want to hear anything else from you and you decide well no i'm going to keep talking then you have overstepped your bounds mm. you can't just do what you want to do that's what this whole problem is about it's not the questions. It's just that okay, Trump says that's enough. I'm done talking to you. Pass it on to somebody else, but he didn't want to. Okay. So where does the li- where's the line? He's not going to answer your question. You see, he's not going to answer your question. Then how long do you pursue it? Another hour, hour and a half. Right. But haven't there been situations before where other reporters have? I, I mean, to me, I know it can be annoying. You know what I mean? But it just looked to me like the guy was trying to do his job. You know what I'm saying? Like even if he said that's enough from you and this and that. It seemed to me like he was trying to do his job. If he can't ask questions, technically, he's not able to do his job. And think about it. You wouldn't be a good reporter, right, if you didn't try to get more information mm-hmm. and try to get more questions asked. If, if, if I asked Donald Trump a question and he didn't like the question and he told me, he told me whatever, uh, Frank, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you work for ABC News. They're fake news, right? And then I just sit down. That's not that's not considered being a good journalist. The good journalists always ask the good question. The one thing, um, one person that was very very good at that um, before this whole scandal with him, Matt Lauer, when he was on the Today Show, and he had a high profile personality on the show, he had a way of asking those tough questions and making them answer it. You know what I mean? You're you're in a live interview, you know, and, and sometimes they would say, you know. Well, I don't want to get into all that, you know, and then he would rebuttal by saying, but don't you think X, 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 and X? And see, to me, I didn't see Acosta doing anything different. Um, There's even a point where you can tell Trump was pissed. You can tell there's a part where he walks away from the podium. He's so pissed off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he he comes back. So so that's so Trump trying to contain his composure, but this guy's not letting up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it had been the old Trump, Trump, that we all know and love, yeah. he probably would have said something outlandish. But he's trying to temper that a, a little bit, I guess. 
I, I, I guess so. I guess I see your point. I see your point. I see both sides, actually. Here you have Jim Acosta trying to do his job, and then you have Donald Trump who's saying, okay, I answered your question. I gave you my opinion. Why are you continuing to ask me this question? Which right. leads me to um, what I was saying earlier about the whole Mueller thing. Is this the reason why we don't see him answering or doing a face-to-face um, with the uh, special investigator uh, for the Russia Pro one? It's just because of his composure. He's unable to stay focused and answer the questions directly without changing up what he has said? I think it's all about a legality thing. Because even when you had George Bush, they were discussing 9-11, they didn't show that publicly. They did that behind closed doors. So I guess it's all a legality thing. I want to make sure that my uh, representative doesn't mess around and say the wrong thing. He might have meant good intentions, but we know how we people twist people's words around, Mm -hmm. and then you get everything blown out of proportion because I said one wrong word. Right. So I guess that's kind of what it all boils down to. They already know how Trump is and his temperament. Right. So I, we need to make sure this guy does not say something wrong in public. <laughs> that's going to get us all in trouble. All right. You definitely don't want him doing that. Um, you know, if you go back, and, and CNN is really good at that, they'll go back to when he says one thing and then he says something totally different. Or sometimes right. he's so bad that – He'll say one thing in a sentence, and then on the in the, in the, in the next sentence, yeah, he'll say something totally <laughs> yeah. different, contradicting himself, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I think that's just who he is. Um, like you said um, in some previous episodes, Donald Trump is who he is. He's he's a he's a, a, a media personality, right? He's a mm-hmm. he's a businessman. He 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 answers questions. He's not media trained. Um, he answers questions the way that he knows how to answer questions. Um, yeah. You know, even when he's, you know, checking out a natural disaster area, the fires in in California, someone was asking some questions. And, you know, and, and, and this is not what he said, but I'm just going off of I remember when the hurricanes when he came um, to North Carolina and he's checking out the uh, the devastation from the hurricane. He was just like, it's going to be, a, you know, it was a very, very bad storm. You know, a lot of lives were lost. A lot of lives were, you know, he does that type of deal because. That's just who he is. So, you know, this whole investigation, uh, again, in this whole um, Mueller thing, they asked him some questions about the Russian probe and was he going to dismiss Mueller uh, after this? And he's like, if he wanted to, he could have did it a while ago. But he, you know what his line was, right? Do you know what his line was, his favorite line? He says it all. His favorite line, there was no collusion. There was no collusion. (laughs) I was like, this dude. Fake news. Yeah, he said there was no collusion. That was his thing. Um, so um, apparently he's answered some questions that were put forth by Mueller and crew um, just regarding the whole Russia, uh, the whole Russia investigation uh, verbally. I mean, not verbally, uh, and, and written. Obviously, he can have his attorneys and, and, and everybody answer those questions to the best of, uh, of the ability based on his, you know, what he recollects or whatever they're asking him. So that should help him out, um, but I guess we—I guess we'll just have to sit back and watch to see how everything plays out. Because I just found it interesting that he—and I, I, I don't remember—I uh, don't know—and I, and I don't think they've ever mentioned anything like this before. I think they said that it was the first time that a White House correspondent had their press credentials revoked and they were banned from the White House. So. I found that quite. But, I mean, interesting. this has happened before, not necessarily the taking away of the credentials, but even Obama was telling um, reporters 
okay, that's enough. Sit down. Be quiet. This is my house. Mm -hmm. There's a clip of that. Mm -hmm. He said it to a, a reporter before. Well, you have to control. You have to try to control the environment, right? I, I think. Yes, I, I, I think you have to. I think you have to control the room. You can't let it get out of, out of, uh, out of order. Um, I think that he asked a tough question, and for Donald Trump, I think it was a bad morning or a bad day for him. You know, he just lost a house, right? Coming off the midterms, yeah. you still got this Mueller investigation going on. You still have to worry about, okay, how am I going to get my bills passed that I want to pass now that Democrats ruined the House? Um, so I think the combination of that with Acosta asking the tough questions just caused him to be like, okay, this, you know, this is it. <laughs> Tell this dude to kiss my ass because I'm not going to stand up here and to go for this. Um, but I don't know. Freedom of speech, man, that's, that's what they voted on. They said that they were in violation of freedom of speech. And uh, they had to give back his press credentials. So it's good that the reporter is actually back. He's covering the White House for a reason. He has to be pretty good at his job, right? Um, so I, I, that's that's a great thing. But as we continue in this podcast and in this episode to talk about freedom of speech, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up to you um, as far as freedom of speech and being able to be able to do what we want to do in this country, there was, um, and Juan, you may have sent this to me. I think you did. Uh, an instance where there had been a family that were flying Nazi uh, flags um, at their home. And uh, I guess some neighbors and some people had were quite upset about it. Um, I, I don't remember one. Have you sent that to me or if I just read it somewhere? I, I don't remember. I don't recall. But um, freedom of speech allows also the people that, we don't particularly agree with to um, state, you know, take a stance with their opinion. Right. What do you think? Of, what do you think about that one? Do you feel like if I'm a white guy and I want to fly a Nazi flag in my front yard and they come and tell me to take it down, should I be allowed to, to fly that or, or, or uh, is that an issue? I was uh, researching that uh, when you sent me the link about what we want to discuss today. Yeah. And uh, I pulled up something about what is not applicable under freedom of speech. Uh-oh. Okay. It says that um, the First Amendment does not include obscenity, uh, imminent lawless action, uh, copyrights, and slander. Mm -hmm. So just producing a a flag is not necessarily uh, a, a instrument that's going to endanger somebody's life. Okay. So I can't, if I have a neighbor and they want to fly the Confederate flag or a Nazi flag or anything like that, mm -hmm. as long as they don't do anything to threaten me or to intimidate me or harass me, then they have the right to fly whatever they want to fly. I mm -hmm. mean, that's the whole point of freedom of speech. If everybody agrees with everybody beliefs and ideas and there's no point in having freedom of speech it's to protect those things that we do not like okay all that's right the whole point of freedom of speech okay if i don't like what you say you still have the right to do it regardless of how i feel about it okay as long as it doesn't in intimidate me or hurt me then you can do whatever you want to do okay now let me go back we're going to stay on that but let me let me bounce to something else then how mm -hmm. come everybody came down so hard on colin kaepernick as far as freedom of speech for him and freedom of speech um, throughout the league. But I don't think it's actually a issue of freedom of speech towards him. It's like what he's going against. 
mm-hmm. everybody was so focused on him disrespecting the national anthem and the flag, they were not really focused on well, what was he really standing for or mm-hmm. kneeling for. So that's what he got offended about is they believe that he was trying to say that he doesn't like America, he doesn't like the flag, he doesn't like the national anthem, and that's what he was all focused on. They weren't focused on, well, I'm kneeling because of police brutality. I'm kneeling because I don't like the flag. I don't like this country. That's what they put their hopes on. And they're, they're, they put their money on that, not on the fact that he wants to do something to change uh, the way that police are policing people or and, and uh, unlawfully killing people and all those type of things. Okay. That's what that was all about. So back to but you. He, they, they don't believe that he didn't have the right to do it. They just didn't agree with what he was doing or what they thought he was doing. Okay. So going back to your other example, the Confederate flag, the Nazi flag, I think in this instance where I read something, it was both flags being flown um, at this house. So the Confederate flag and the Nazi flag is being flown next to my neighbor who's who's a white guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. I see it. I'm offended by it because of what it stands for to me and my ancestors and our history as black people. Um, so they have every right to do it based on what you looked up. They have every right to do so as long as it is not causing any physical or bodily harm to someone. So flying a flag is not is not necessarily um, um, a violation of freedom of speech. However, although it may be tasteless because you should know better based on history, right? You still have the right. the God given right to do so if you should choose to based on our laws in this great this great country. Now, right. if I am offended by it. And I decide that I want to protest in front of your home, not on your property, but in front of your home or on my own property because you're next door to me in this scenario. If I want to gather a group of people out to protest and local leaders and get the news and everybody out there, I also have every right to do so, correct? Correct. As long as you're not invading my privacy. Mm -hmm. But when you step into my yard, then that becomes a totally different issue. You're not trespassing. Okay. So this is where I get confused. On one hand, we say we know it's tasteless for this neighbor of mine to do this. He shouldn't be doing it. Excuse me. He shouldn't be doing it, but he has every right to do so. On the other hand, I also, too, can peacefully protest and get a group of people over on my property, bring in the news, bring in whomever I want to bring in, and talk about this racial ideology that he has as a symbol of distaste to some people um, and based on the history of what those two things symbolize. Mm-hmm. So where is the line drawn? Who's right in this situation? Uh, both. <laughs> because we're talking about the First Amendment. We both have a right to protest. You have a right to fly your flag. I have a right to disagree with you flying your flag. Not until I start intimidating you or messing with your property does my right end. Okay. So as long as I'm on my property, and I'm not hindering you from doing whatever you're doing, then I have a right to protest what you stand for. Okay. To let you know I don't agree with whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. So if he comes and he stays in his yard, he sees everything going on that I've done, right? I got all these people out here. We're, you know, I'm protesting peacefully. He comes into, he stays in his yard, and he curses me up and down his yard and calls me a nigger. Is that still, is that a violation? Yes, because you're now using profanity in public, which can be a charge brought up against you. Okay. 
I may find that intimidating. I may find um, I may take that as a threat. Well, just 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 the decency laws. You can't just go around cussing in public. You're not supposed to be doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how upset you might get about something, there's a certain idea of decorum that you're supposed to be upholding, regardless of where you're at. Okay. Okay. Just like um, just like you have rappers that have been arrested because they were in their concerts using profanity. Right. They even though they have a freedom of speech, if a uh, jurisdiction says, well, you can't use this type of language in these type of gatherings where young people are gathered, whatever, and you do it, then you go to jail regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do it on your record because it's up to that parent to buy or not to buy that CD. But when you're doing it in public, everybody is able to hear it. Here's what's crazy. I mean, we and, and, and just in you talking about that, here's what's crazy. Uh, Bobby Brown got arrested for that years ago as well in the nineties Yeah, <laughs> for, I guess for, uh, they refer to it as gyrating and the way he moved his body yeah. with his dance and they arrested him. And I believe that was Columbus, Georgia too. I think that was Columbus. At the time. Uh, I think the Beastie Boys got arrested in Columbus. They had women in cages or something like that back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, usually the, I don't think, I think. I, I don't believe that those charges usually stick. I do remember the BC Boys because that was a big deal back then. Like they were yep. saying that uh, it was indecency. I think that's what they were trying to get them for indecency and exposure. Uh-huh. That's what they refer yep. to it as, as as in the law. So if I don't want him, if I'm that, if I'm that gung ho on him not flying his flags, right? Basically, what mm-hmm. you're telling me is because we're both right. Basically, what you're telling me is, in order for me to get that removed, I would need to go to court, right? But even with that, that's what the whole Constitution is about. So the government cannot make him take down his flag. Okay. That's what the First Amendment is about. Congress shall not establish any laws. Mm, okay. The only way that that works is like we were talking before the call about the Homeowners Association. Mm-hmm. If you sign a contract with a homeowners association, there are certain things that you have to live by. You have to stick to. If they say that in our um, facilities you cannot fly a flag on your homes, then you can't do it because you made a verbal contract that this is what you're going to abide by. Right. That's that's the only stipulation that will be there. But as far as a, a regular person, public interest, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. Hmm. Okay. So, which takes me into another segue, something very, very similar. And I know you've heard about this. It's died down a little bit, but just being um, in South Carolina where you are, you've probably heard, um, I know you've heard about this because the governor of South Carolina um, um, had uh, ruled on removing the flag, which is why I had talked about flags. But the Confederate, um, the Confederate, uh, monuments and statues that mm-hmm. are all over down south. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, they're everywhere. Texas. I mean, yeah. they're they're just, they're everywhere. Um, probably some northern states as well that we don't know about. But how do you feel about freedom of speech when you have these monuments that are showcasing history because it is this country's history, right? The Civil War is a part of this country's mm-hmm. history. When people come and say, well, I'm offended by this Confederate soldier being highlighted here because 
this offends me, and you should take it down. What do you what do you th- uh, what do you think about that? Because it just recently happened. I don't know if you heard it. You probably did. But a couple yeah. uh, last month, University of North Carolina, Silent Sam, um, was removed. Um, they basically defaced it in the beginning, and then someone came there with a group of protesters, and they just snatched the whole thing down. Um, and I think they said that they were either going to move it or put it someplace else. But they felt that because of the history of Silent Sam and the Confederate soldier and the history of the Civil War, you have students that go there that are black, students that you know may find this offensive, but it is a part of history. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that? it's been they've been sending and flying all these things all this time. Why all of a sudden now it's become a problem? That's my question. That is exactly what I wanted to know. I mean. All of these years, people have been going through these schools, mm-hmm. uh, driving down these highways, going through these small towns, and nobody had anything to say about it. Why is there a problem now? Mm-hmm. Why are we so sensitive about all these issues now? Right. I mean, what did the statue actually do? Maybe it represents a person, but what did the statue do? Mm-hmm. What did the statue do? Mm-hmm. Why are you so offended by a statue that can't do anything? I mean, it, 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 first of all, it's stupid to fight anyway because the Confederacy is basically another nation. Mm-hmm. So why would you celebrate another nation lost in the first place? <laughs> they did lose. <laughs> yeah. But I can't understand, okay, this is history. And some people might say, well, this is history. We don't want to go back. So this is just a, a monument to be a reminder of where we've been, mm-hmm. where how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And even though we've not, we're not perfect and we still have a ways to go, this is just a, a small portion of history to let you know well things have not always been the way that they are now they mm-hmm. have been worse than they have been mm-hmm. and look where how far we come now and that's why i have a lot of a lot of friends that look at the confederate flag and they don't look at it as being uh from the confederacy they say well this is just my heritage this mm-hmm. is just a southern thing not necessarily that i'm trying to be offensive or racist mm-hmm. it's just it's a southern thing and that's how they look at it I've I've heard that as well. Um, to your point on that one, I've heard that. I mean, look at it. How long have we been looking at Dukes of Hazard? Never really thought about the General Lee. Ah, uh, long time, bro. My a mom. Long time. Look. All we saw was a orange car. We didn't worry about what was on top of the car. <laughs> my mom. My mom used to buy. I used to love Dukes of Hazard. She bought me toys. I had the General Lee, and I know daggone well she knew what was on top of the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she knew what was on top of that car. Um, but uh, I think. To your point about the friends that say this is a Southern thing, um, they always mm-hmm. refer to down South as Dixie, and I think there are a lot of good people that are out there that do think of it that way, as it's a Southern thing. I'm from Dixie. I'm proud to be a Southerner. I'm proud to be from down South where we say y'all and we say, you know, all those different things. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm just still trying to get an understanding, and I wanted to talk about this whole situation because um, I saw a video clip on Friday, and I forgot where this place – this is someplace in uh, – I want to say it's in Texas, actually. I want to say it's in Texas, but there uh, is a there there's a group of Latinos, a husband and a wife, that go and um, silently protest this huge monument that is a Confederate monument. It looks almost like a mm-hmm. um, um, a mausoleum type deal, but it's not. You yeah. know, like it's 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 just a big. It's almost square, but it's you know it's got the Dixie flag and it's got it's it's something that happened there. I don't know what it was, but it's something that happened there, and so it's almost marked like a historical marker. And so this guy gets out of his truck and he starts berating these people. 
Now, they happen to be Latino. He was saying things like, why are you here? You know, you need to go back over to the border and where you come from. I mean, he was just, you know, he was cursing at them, this and that. And, uh, you know, um, he said, that's the problem with this country. You know, that's a heritage. You know, that's 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 our heritage. You know, you guys want to, you, you, you know, the dem- damn Democrats want to move this. And I mean, he was just berating them, um, acting mm-hmm. a fool. I mean, he just looked bad. It looked bad. And so the lady at yeah. one point asks him, um, why are you so angry? And he says, because I'm sick of you guys trying to put your beliefs on on us on how we should think and how we should move. And I immediately thought about what you had told me, Juan, when you refer to yourself as a conservative libertarian. Um, I immediately thought about what you said. So, you know, but they were actually protesting what they felt was politically, if you will, incorrect for our time, right? Doesn't make it right in some people's opinion, but they were politically, you know, they were technically doing what was allotted to them by the freedoms of this country. So for him to insult them the way that he did, I felt was wrong. But I also understood his point. And and the reason I wanted to bring this topic up was because I didn't want people to think, because we talk about a lot of social issues between black and white, one, that we're not racist because we're not. That's number one. Number two, if someone um, that is white has different beliefs than me and they are racist, as long as they're not doing bodily harm to someone, physical harm to someone, they can speak those beliefs all they want to, which is why I asked you about the scenario right. with the flag. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that our listeners understood what we were, what, what we, what we try to do here. We try to give you an open mind about thinking differently. You know what I mean? Using your common sense in some things. Right. But he berated those people. And I just thought it was, it was very, very sad because one, just because they're Latino doesn't mean that they're, from over on the border, right? right. Um, and the way that he handled it was just completely wrong. And and what really, really upset me was these people were so kind. They killed him with kindness, and they basically, the one lady says to him as he's leaving to get back in his truck, he says, Jesus, love you. And he says something to the effect of he doesn't fucking love you or something to that effect. And it was just bad. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. You know, it, it, you know, that's not the way that you handle it. And he and he looked like an idiot, to be honest with you. He he looked like an idiot doing so when you when you're going on a tirade like that. I said the fact that he's that upset about it is not normal. You know what I mean? Um but um an example of that uh, moving things and 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 talking about Dixie and the the flag, the Confederate flag in your state, in South Carolina, uh, the governor recently was this last year. She um, didn't she take down the uh, or change the flag or something to that effect. There was a flag that was taken down. The Confederate flag. It had something to do with the Confederate flag, and they said it was yeah, no. I think it was on the Capitol. Some it was it was uh, during the time of the uh, Charleston shooting. I think that's when okay they took it down. Okay, so she took it. That's right. It was flying from the Capitol building. She then removed it and said, therefore, moving forward, it will no longer fly from the Capitol building of that of the state, correct? Right. Yeah, that's what it was. And she's a Republican. <laughs> so <laughs> she, she's a Republican. So I'm just trying to understand why all of a sudden, because I'm a huge history buff. I love one of the, the big things is the Civil War. I love that time because there was so much history um, that is there. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't say you're going to get me to – 
roll around in a Confederate flag and fly a Confederate flag because I also know for some people what it does stand for. Um, and um, there are still some some places out in our neighborhood where we live some more a little bit more if you go into some more rural areas. Um, there's a specific yeah. house when I'm coming from our kids uh, when I pick our kids up from school sometimes and we take this back road. There's a specific house that I pass by that made me go, hmm, because I always see the Confederate flag flying there. Um, and so, uh, you know, you always think that, but to your point, doesn't necessarily mean that they're racist. Couldn't mean that they're proud to be Southern, you know, Southern heritage. That's what it means to them. I think everybody takes on their own, um, dynamic of what that flag actually means. But at the same time, I'm just trying to better understand freedom of speech. And to your point, the question that you asked earlier is why all of a sudden is everybody so sensitive in this society when it comes to something that they don't like? It used to be, eh, I don't like it, but guess what? I don't have I to mean, deal with it. I mean, if if it's such a big deal, why didn't they take it down when Obama was president? That should have been the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got a black man as president. We need to get rid of all this racist stuff. Why do we want to get rid of it now? Right. What triggered it? And, that, and see, that's I mean, because just because just because you take down the monument doesn't mean that racism is ended. That's the, the power is not in statues and flags; it's in ideals. Mm-hmm. So until you change people's hearts and minds and thinking, then you're always going to have racism. No matter what laws you try to enforce, it's always going to be racist people. Right. And see, that's what I don't get. One, I don't know. It, this just just is. Is it? Is it for political gains? Is it for political correctness? Because think about it. You and I talk about, and you and I joke back and forth about country music, right? Mm-hmm. And. Um, we talk about, I, you know, I think on our last episode, we talked about, hey, if you listen to some 80s one, I'll listen to some country, right? Yeah. Well, if I don't like the country station, I don't have to listen to it. I can turn the station and listen to something else. You know what I mean? If you don't like the 80s music, you can turn it and listen to something else. And it used to be, if we didn't like something, we'd just be like, eh, I'm not with that. I don't agree with it. And you, you just keep it moving. Do you think it's because we're... We we got a different generation of people coming up that's causing this stuff to happen a little bit more, and we're becoming a little bit more sensitive in society about things that we used to just say, eh, it's there, but it's not bothering me, so I'm not going to worry about it. Do you think that has something to do with it? We live in a generation that if you just look at somebody wrong, they want to cry and go into their little protective corners. Mm-hmm. So we're raising a group of generations that can't even stand pressure anymore. If you look at me cross-eyed, I get offended. Mm-hmm. If you say the wrong thing to me, I get offended. It's not like it was back in the day when we had people that were willing to deal with whatever circumstances they're, they're, they were faced with. It's now, well, you can't talk harshly to me because I might get offended. Mm-hmm. I don't have to curse anything. I just raise my voice, and that's a problem. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. We, we're, we're raising a, a generation they can't stand for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how many people fell to pieces when Donald Trump won the election. Right. Okay, this is just one man. Right. Why are you acting like this, talking about killing yourself, talking about leaving the country? It's just one man. Yeah. That's going to be in office for one term, maybe two. Right. After that, then it's going to be somebody else. Right. So why is it so offensive of you to not want to deal with issues like an adult but revert back to childhood and see that's a very very good point um and and again guys we're talking about freedom of speech and we've gotten into 
things that are offensive, is is that freedom of speech or you know is it do people have certain rights to do certain things and say certain things? Um, but let me ask you because I read something today that I saw on social media that said, and this came from a coach. Um, I think it was a football coach or a basketball coach. He basically said it turns his stomach when he hears people say that um, kids are changing, um, you know, the way they are, just like what we're talking about here, meaning the way kids are being brought up, the way the kids do things. It's not the way it used to be when we, you know, we always tell kids, hey, when we used to do X and X, it was like this, right? Mm-hmm. And he said basically it turns his stomach because it's not the kids that are changing. It's the people that are raising them that are changing. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's the parents. Yeah. It's the parents that are changing. But here's my big, my big concern on that is the parents that are raising them. Some of them one are of our generation, generation X. Yeah. So that's scary. And the reason that's scary is because we were a generation where, Hey, we played outside, right? Exactly. Um, we didn't have social have media. Have you heard this thing of free range parenting? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's basically letting your kids go outside and play. That's basically what it all boils down to. Oh, free range. That's what that's that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All like right. how we used to walk all over the neighborhoods and go to different people's houses and go to the basketball court. Yeah. Yeah. That's not considered free range parenting. Ah. Okay. I thought that. So we're raising children. <laughs> We have this helicopter mentality that we have to be in eyesight of our kids all the time that we're so afraid to send them anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, it, we, we're so afraid of everything now. Right. We're afraid of our kids getting snatched. Mm-hmm. Okay, it happens, but how often does that happen? Right. Right. We have to learn if, if it was fine for us back in the day, then why is it going to be a problem for them now? Well, let's see, that's, that's the thing. I mean, to your point, we would go everywhere. I mean, we'd be exactly. on the yeah. we 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 would literally take we we'd start out we might start out about eleven or twelve o'clock, and might yeah. not come home until six or seven. But we've been all over town yeah. by that time, right? Oh, exactly, right. And, and this and this and 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 the point on this is, there was no social media, there were no cell no. phones, right? You communicated. Right. You may have had a conversation with your boys. I may have called you. You may have called me. I'm like, yo, dude, you at the house? Yeah, yo, I'm about to come through. We gonna roll. Blah 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 blah. That was it, right? I show up, we roll out. Um, but I'm trying to understand how did we get here? Because I think what's happening is we are babying our youth so much until this is what you get, right? A sensitive society. You get a sensitive society of kids that say, wait, hold on, you can't say that to me. I find that offensive. You know what I mean? Oh, don't show me that. I don't drink, so you shouldn't show me anything about, you know, I don't care if you give such and such that gift, you know, as, as uh, you know, like somebody might give somebody a nice mm-hmm. bottle of wine at work, right? And then you try to, say you bought your, you got a team and you got 10 people, you all get them a, a bottle of wine, right? Okay. Well, one person on your team doesn't drink. You give them the bottle of wine not knowing this, oh, I found this offensive. Huh? Excuse me? I found this. I don't drink. I find this offensive. I do not. I wouldn't dare take this. So I'm trying to understand where this came from, because this is what leads into those things like freedom of speech. We become so mm-hmm. insensitive till every little thing bothers us. And the one thing that we need to start teaching our kids is nothing in the world is perfect and nobody cares about right. you. That's that's what yep. it is. That's life. Tell my kids all the time. Look, a lot of the things that you 
don't see or you don't understand, your mother and I protect you from that for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. But we also try to teach you and tell you things that could occur so that you'll know when it's happening to you. Don't think because you don't see it that the world is not a bad place. The world is a terrible place. And the world does not care about you. That's why you got to work hard to make something of it. I think we've gotten away from that one. We've gotten so too sensitive. Our kids love a lot more than they than we knew at this age. Mm-hmm. And we think that if we keep it away from them, then they're never going to be exposed to them. But all they got to do is click and point, and they're there. Yeah. The Internet is just so free open. A child could be accidentally running into something and finding out things that you should have been talking to them about. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe that we have a lot of this, these children getting mixed up with these wrong situations because they haven't been exposed or talking to by their parents about staying away from predators. Mm-hmm. We used to tell our kids, stranger danger, stuff like that. But now you're talking on the Internet, you know who you're talking to. Yep. You think you're talking to a 12-year-old girl, it's a 35-year-old man. Yep. You just never know. Yeah, that's true. So there's one... There's, there's a boundary of protecting your children, but it's also something that we have to inform them where well, be careful who you're talking to online. There's certain sites that you shouldn't be watching. There's certain places you should be visiting right. because they're dangerous. Just because somebody tells you they are this person, in reality, it might not be a person. It might be somebody that's trying to prey on children. Yeah. Well, what about what about um, our schools, Juan? I think they that plays a role as well, too. I mean, the things have in some of the things that are being taught to our children that we found um, some things that were common sense and normal. Uh, they don't teach those things in, in, uh, when it comes to education today. You know, and your aunt being an educator, right, mm-hmm. and all of the great teachers that we had back in the day that would not only teach us about school but also teach us about life, right, right. they don't do that anymore. I've no. even I've even found that if you show no interest in your child, that teacher does not care. Back in the day, if a parent didn't show interest in their in 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 a specific child, that teacher could recognize that and try mm-hmm. to help that child as much as possible, right? Right. But if right. you don't if you know, they automatically assume if you don't show an interest in your child, they don't care. And I know there's there are some reasons behind that, right? One of the reasons are Obviously, in some states, North Carolina being one of them, they're ranked 49th in education as far as teachers go and as far as pay. They don't pay these people, right? Then, on top of that, we have this group of educators now coming out of college who happen to be millennials that were raised by Generation X that haven't been taught the morals and the things that we've been taught. So you got a bunch, you got a bunch of weak, I'm not going to, I don't want to say weak because they're not weak, but you have a bunch of, uh, What's the word you use? Sensitive. You mm-hmm. have a bunch of sensitive students coming out of college with expectations of everything being handed to them and not really understanding the work ethic of it with expectations on you should. This is why you should do it. Teaching our children. Right. And yeah. then it all. So I when, yeah. It trickles down. I, it, remember when I, was, I remember when I was in high school, they would tell you, OK, we're preparing you for college because when you get into college, Nobody's going to be babying you. Yep. Nobody's going to be making sure you get the classes on time. Nobody's going to make you do, make sure you're doing your homework. Yep. But now it's not even that anymore. No. It's just that we're going to spoon feed you everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're going to be a good 
citizen when you get out of college. Well, you're not prepared. So how can you be? Mm-hmm. But they're prepared. When you go into the job force, people are not going to baby you and call you at 6 o'clock and say, hey, you got to be at work at 9. It nope. doesn't work like that. Nope. And I was at a job fair a couple of years ago, right? At a job fair, at a school, um, Elon University. And it, Elon University is a private, very, very well-to-do school. Mm-hmm. You should see some of the expectations of these kids. The kids, when they would come into the area where the job fair was occurring, they were asked about internships. Some of them asked about internships. Most of them were looking for paid internships. <laughs> and those that were those that were seeking um, work, right, or jobs, if you will, ex- their expectations of getting paid coming right out the door was 80000 82000 uh, most of them were like eighty dollars to $90,000. For those that ask, right? That was their expectation. And if you could see the body language of some of these kids, these college kids getting ready to graduate. Oh my God. One, it was like, it was like, I am getting ready to graduate. You need to give me a job. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was the attitude in the way that they carried themselves. Now, I'm not saying they're probably good kids, but I'm just saying that. This is where we get into these freedom of speech things. This is where we get into people being sensitive. This is where we get into kids not understanding what the world is really about, right? And if you don't know these things that we think of as common sense or things that should be taught to them on a daily basis, somebody else out there that knows the game is going to finesse them and they're still they're still not going to learn anything. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just it's just strange to me how we can be so insensitive um, or, you know, sensitive about history. Um, what they're saying now about these monuments and these things, one, are, hey, we're not – we understand this is a part of history, but you should put it in a, mu- put it in a museum. Well, everything can't go in a museum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, I forgot. They said what the numbers were, um, how many of these monuments are across the United States. Every one of them can't go in a museum. Um, I saw, uh, in, in, uh, Raleigh, they have, um, in the museum, uh, up there, a beautiful, it's a beautiful museum. They have all kind of different, you know, history and things like that. And they had one during the civil war, all the way from the civil war, um, to the civil rights era. And I found it kind of interesting. Uh, they had a red, like a jacket or a sweater, if you will, on display, and I wanted, I'm like, man, because when you see it, it's like just this red jacket. You're like, what is this, right? So I go over and I read it. It's enclosed in glass, and you can tell it's it's old. So it's been, you know, archived and all that stuff. And I'm reading it. Well, back in the day, these red jackets were worn, and uh, I forgot what part of North Carolina it was. These guys, these white guys in red jackets would go around to um, sort of like scare uh, black neighborhoods um, and to, to try to prevent them from voting. You know what I mean? Like they would wear these jackets so people would know who they were and they would do stuff to people. And it was a form of intimidation to say, hey, you're not going to vote, even though they were allowed to, you're not going to vote. And if you do, this is what's going to happen to you. So I found it interesting, you know, it was like stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's history because it's cool. You know what I mean? And this is the type of stuff that you should have in museums. But you're not going to be able to put every single Confederate monument that you deem as inappropriate or uh, you know something that you're sensitive about 
into a museum because you're basically masking it. You don't want people to see it on the outside. And uh, I don't think that that should be done. My opinion is you don't like to you don't like the monument. The monument offends you. Don't look at it. Don't drive by it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and the funny thing about it is I was watching the documentary, and basically all of these statues are the same statues. They just dress them for wherever they were going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you were a northerner and you ordered a statue, it's going to have one of the Union soldiers' uniform. Mm. If you were in the South and one of Confederate, it'd have a Confederate uniform on. But it was the exact same statue. They just dressed differently. Jeez. Well, I guess that... So what was the point? <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, some things I do understand. I forgot what it was, uh, but there was a school or something that was out there, a college, recently. Uh, as we get ready to wrap this wrap, wrap this episode seventeen up, um, freedom of speech, fact or fiction, and we we appreciate everybody supporting the podcast and listening. But um, there was one where the school was named. At, I forgot who the person was, but the guy was a blatant mm-hmm. racist, and um, he was a blatant racist. Uh, he had slaves. And some other stuff. And um, the school was probably 30, 40% black. The university was. And uh, mm-hmm. so they, they they did change the name of the, the, the maybe it wasn't the school. Maybe it was the, uh, like an area of the school. You know how you have a building or something like that. Maybe but was, I think there, there have been some schools that people got offended by the name. And they have changed the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like Thomas Jefferson... Uh, things like I think some of those places they have been changing their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you can't change. For example, we all know Thomas Jefferson owned slaves, right? We also know that right. Thomas Jefferson had children by slaves, right? That is a, a big right. point of history. I saw something on the news the other day. Uh, the house or his his plantation or wherever it was at in Virginia, I believe, they are now they have a a a, a piece on the 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 slave. I forgot her name that he had an affair with. And they said that was something that they never had talked or discussed about before, but they felt that now that it's come out, that this was the case, that they, they need to talk about it. And so they said that you would have never saw that 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Because he's one of the, what, founding fathers. There's nothing you can do about the history of a country, right? That was right. that was then. Now, the thing is, I always try to tell people, there's nothing you can do about the past and the history of it, but what you can do is remember it, Right. Because I'd be contradicting myself as a black man if I if if I didn't. Because we talk about doing right, being equal, working together as people, not as black, not as white. Um, now we also know that all white people are not racist, and those are the things that we try to talk about on this podcast, right? We call out stuff that we know is blatant racism, right, and then stuff that doesn't make sense. But if I say, you know, because because what you'll get is some people want saying, well. We be we've been saying that you know my people didn't own you know my 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 parents didn't own slaves you know you've heard that why are you still yeah. bringing this stuff well because it's still going on today right it's just it's it's more it's not slavery literally where someone is out there picking cotton from the from dusk till dawn and you know you got somebody over there back but when you look at mass car- and mass incarceration when you look at police brutality when you look at all these ultra white uh, uh, right wing uh, neo Nazi skinhead groups jumping on people and doing those things. That's all a piece of, you know, systematic racism in history over time. Right. So mm-hmm. 
you can't forget your history. You just want to make sure that it doesn't repeat itself, which is why when something is wrong, you have to call that stuff out, which is why we have freedom of speech, which is why if that white guy wants to fly that Nazi flag over there, I may not agree with it. It may piss me off. I may get pissed off about it, right? But according to the law of this country, it allots him to do so, right? Um, So I think— My belief in that is this. mm -hmm. I want to know who's around me. Right. So if you want to fly a Nazi flag, good, because I want to know who you are. Yep, exactly. I don't want you to hide from who you are, because I'm I might get the wrong impression of you. But I want to know straightforward. Okay, you find this and you're on your house. I know who you are. I, I know who, who you are now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My mom told me a story once, dude. It was so funny. Um, she told me a story about you know she says living in Buffalo. She talked about the racism in the '60s, right? And she mm-hmm. talked about. She said, there's a difference between the northern racism and the south racism. She said, the difference is, in the south, they're going to call you a nigga and they're going to tell you they don't like you. She said, I could deal Uh with that. She said, up north, they're going to smile in your face, (laughs) act like they're your friend, and behind your back, (laughs) call you a nigga. She said, I can't deal with that. She says, because (laughs) because I can't see it, right, I I don't Mm -hmm. know who I'm dealing with. So I have to tread very lightly. She said, but down south, they're letting me know right up front how they feel. So I know what the expectation is, right? You know, so um, it's funny you touched on that because I immediately immediately, um, thought about that when when she told me that. So it's so so right. Um, I think at the end of the day, we've gotten two things from this. One, you don't want to mess with Donald Trump, right? Because he can can roast you. He he might... (laughs) He might need to be on. What's that show? Wild out, wild out. He might need to oh, be. Oh yeah, now he, <laughs> he might need to be on wild out, man, because he he lit that dude. He lit that dude up. I, I just thought it was so funny what he said. What are you trying to be like him? That was hilarious. And 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 I'm gonna tell you something. When I tell you he is an entertainer, he feeds off of that stuff. Because when he was yeah. saying the little smart stuff, if you noticed the the, the crowd, yeah. the reporter started laughing, and he mm-hmm. he was eating it up. Um. You but, want to kill Donald Trump, ignore him. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Don't say nothing about him. Yeah, that's all but you got to do. people don't want to do that. No, you have to Every talk day about him, right? Every something in the news about Donald Trump. Yeah. But if you just ignore him for a week, he'll stop some of this stuff. Yeah. Because he don't have an audience. He's just, he just like the class clown. As long as nobody's laughing at him, he ain't going to say nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Um, so so that was one. We I think we, you know, freedom of speech. Uh, don't mess with him. Uh, two, we also learned how people being sensitive – um, to what they hear, what they see, uh, is a problem as well, right? Because in today's society, everybody's offended by everything. And mm-hmm. the question is, are we raising a class of sensitive society? And, you know, at some point we're all going to leave this earth, <coughs> excuse me, and the ones that are left here, how are they going to run this country? How are they going to rule? Because if we're raising right. them to be sensitive, I'd hate to see what's going, what the outcome is going to be. You know what I mean? Um, uh, the robots be taking over, buddy, probably. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the android's taking <laughs> yeah, over, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we ain't going to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, the android's taking over. is going to be Termin- uh, Terminator <laughs> all over again. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but on a serious note, we also understand that just because you're sensitive about certain things, whether it's a statue, whether it's what someone says, or how you may feel about situations— doesn't give you a right to protest and say, well, you know what, 
I'm, I, I, I don't like it. So if you don't like it, turn it off, right? Right. Freedom of speech. I think that goes back as far as the NWA days when, you know, when they were getting protested, back when Tupac was getting protested against. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech two allows crew started me. all up. Yeah, two live crew. Yeah. Freedom of speech gives me the right to do and say what I what I feel and what I and, and how I want to say it in this country. If you don't like it, turn the channel, right? If you don't yeah. like it, turn it off. Um I don't like that Nazi flag that's over there. It may be offensive to my Jewish neighbors. I don't like it, so you need to take it down. Well, that person as yeah. long as he's not doing bodily harm, he has every right to fly that flag. That's what makes yeah. this country so great. If we don't start, exactly. if we don't start raising our children and teaching them how not to be a sensitive to society, it, it I just see it as getting worse. So, you know, yeah. freedom of speech is a thing. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about it a little bit today because I just felt like with that whole situation with Trump and him banning Acosta and then you know him getting his credentials back, like it just made me think like you know this can play you know. A, a big role because everybody's so sensitive to stuff. And uh, yeah. in closing, what are your thoughts on, in closing one on on uh, freedom of speech and all this other stuff we talked about today? We just have to learn how to not be so sensitive and thin-skinned about everything that we encounter. We have to learn that people have their rights just like I have my rights. Mm-hmm. As long as my rights are not infringing on your rights, then it shouldn't be a problem. If I don't like something that you're saying, something that you're doing, then I just turn you off. I don't have to go to a television station and complain about seeing two women kissing on the TV. If I don't like it, I'm going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. You have the right to do that. That's why this country is so great. You go to other countries, you say the wrong thing, you end up in jail, you end up dead. But here, you have the right to say, be, do whatever you want to do as long as it's not breaking any laws. And if, if we don't start looking at the country as that, we're going to be in trouble. Because everybody's going to be protesting and complaining about everything. And the more that we complain about, the more laws that they put on us. Nobody wants to live in a country where you can't do anything. You can't say anything. You can't go anywhere. You can't look at anything. That's like being in China or any other place like that. And that's not what this country is made of. This country is giving us the freedom to do and be whoever we want to be as long as we do not infringe on anybody else's rights. That's why this country is so great. And it's going to continue being great as long as we continue to to just be tolerant of other people's opinions and thoughts and everything else. Well said, sir. Well said. I tell you what, though, as we close, we get ready to end this thing. Some of these millennials will be in trouble if they took a trip to China because they don't allow any Internet access. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't got no social media. They ain't going to have access to anything. They'd be dead over there. They'd be like, uh-uh, let me hurry up and get back to and the States. This, and all this stuff about talking about Trump, it's not going to happen in China. No, sir. Uh, uh, sir, that is referred to as censorship. I know you little Americans don't know anything about that, but over here, we don't play that. So We don't play that. <laughs> yeah, so you I'm might gonna, find yourself in jail. That's right. We lock you up and keep you in a prison for years <laughs> on that note. Um, but it's uh, it's been great, Juan, man. I appreciate you uh coming on today to have discussed this topic. I think this is going to be a good one. Make sure you guys um, reach out to us. Uh, obviously, you can reach out to me at frankstyles at bossradiostation.com. You can catch all the episodes of our podcast at bossradiostation.com, Podbeam, Spotify, Google Play Music. You can also catch us on Apple, um, Apple iTunes and their podcast app. Make sure you check us out. 
You can reach out to me at Frank underscore Styles uh, on my Instagram and Frank Styles one on Twitter. Um, so um, with all the holidays coming up, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Make sure you you know you don't overindulge. Juan, I know you're gonna eat some uh, some sweet but get some of that sweet potato pie, man. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> Trying to find some chitlins. If you know anyone serving chitlins, let me know. Well, it will not be at my house, sir. I do not partake <laughs> of the chitterlings. You can, <laughs> you can have that. I can't believe you just said you were trying to find some chitlins. What's wrong with you? Oh yeah. Oh. I have them, bro. With hot sauce too, I bet. Oh no, no, just plain. Oh, you just, just like plain. them plain? Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do might, it, man. I might put them over with some rice, but just plain. Can't, can't do it. Ugh. Can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. Well, you, you like, get past the smell, that's all that matters. That's why I don't cook them. I just eat them. Oh, uh, well, you, you know what? The next time we have, the next episode, you just tell me how the chitlins went. Okay? And I got to find them, bro. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Hey, hey, we don't have too many big mamas like we used to have back in the day, so it's getting kind of scary. I, I, listen, trust me. I guarantee you, someplace in South Carolina, you can find <laughs> a whole wash pot of chitlins on somebody's <laughs> table. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. For one, it's me, Frank Styles. This has been the Let's Be Honest Podcast, episode 17. And this has been Freedom of Speech, Fact or Fiction. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Remember, be good to yourself and be good to each other.